Cube has a like cult yes. shield around it. Where really? Like, right. You go to any platform, and it's like, no, this is a ten for ten. This is like a best horror of all time. No, it's, it's not. And I'm like, it's really good, and I love it. But yeah, it's not a ten. I mean, it's, it's not, not a, a fantastic ten. movie. Oh god. It's, okay, maybe it's a ten. It's okay. So maybe it's not, it was a ten when it came out. No. Um, oh, maybe geez. it was in like an Alabama ten, not like an LA ten, <laughs> but like. <laughs> a, <laughs> But an Alabama it's, 10. It's, it's, it's a dose in Alabama 10. But an Alabama, an Alabama 10, 10 is like, is like a one. Six. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? If, um, if an Alabama 10 is actually a prime number. It is, yeah. It's Bob and Katie go to Razorblades, and I am not good at math. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you're, not really, you're not really good on the whole temporal, I'm not. the order of causation either, because you kind of got things in a weird-ass fucking I order. I did. What the fuck? Anyway. Hey, kids, it's Katie go to Razorblades. I'm Bob, and I am not good at math. Here are my co-hosts, Alex and Andy. Hi, I'm Alex, and I could film Cube Cubed, because I have a room and a $15 budget money. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Andy, and I want to play a game. Yahtzee! <laughs> Fuck. So today we're talking about the... the 97. 97, yes. Somewhat Christ. culty, like super really loved film Cube. <laughs> and we're not sure why. Tell us why, Alex. Uh, so we wanted... <laughs> we. Due to um, recording needs, we needed a quick movie that we've all seen. And <laughs> Cube happens to be one of my favorite random Canadian movies. Yay! Is that like that's an interesting list? Like, is what what other movies might be on your random Canadian movies list? Ginger Snaps, The Pit, The Pit. Yeah, it's an eighty-one movie about a little boy who has a pit full of demons for no reason. That's weird because there was also The Gate, which there was an 87 yeah, movie thing, yeah. Yeah, about another little boy who had a pit full of demons also for no reason. Yep. But, but yeah, and wow. then there's Ginger Snaps, the werewolf movie about puberty. I also count all of the Deke dub from Sailor Moon as one <laughs> giant Canadian movie. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck you, Usagi. <laughs> Her name is Serena in That's that version. <laughs> Usagi means rabbit, and the rabbit comes from the moon. That's why her name is... Moon Rabbit. Yes. Sakino Usagi. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or mm-hmm. Serena. Oh, she has a terrible last name. Oh, it's God. not moon related. No. no it, I think it was like Serena Yang or something because Yang is the moon. Yang is like, Japanese. Totally. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well spotted. Yeah, yeah. And also, and also, if it ends in five, it might not be a prime number. Oh, God. So, yeah, I'm not good at math. I don't know what prime numbers are. I do know what prime numbers are. I could not tell so, you a prime number if before, I tried besides one. So the question of the week then is, what would be your purpose in the cube, Bob? To die. <laughs> oh, you've been like the first guy. I would have been the first guy, either cubed, literally, or <laughs> or I would have been the, the, the dude that be- like dies with the wires that just twist. Oh, no, that, he didn't die. That no, he didn't, but I would be the one. cheap looking yeah. trap that Quentin was, escaped I would from be the one. extremely yeah. localized to a very small part Quick, of the Quick, do a cartwheel. I know. The one, <laughs> the one that had no physics. Right. No, not yeah. that anything else did, but. Oh, right. oh, or, okay. I mean, it's, then was, I still love the fucking, the uh, weird flamethrower nozzle that literally. It's just burned a boot. Is in one 
very specific it's part true. of the if room. If they had yeah. just ducked a little lower, it wouldn't have gotten right? it. That room was fun. Yeah. So we have Cube, directed by Vincenzo Natali, written by Andre Bielich, Bielich. and uh, Vincenzo Natali, yeah. starring Nicole DeBoer, Maurice Dean Wint, uh, David Hewlett, Andrew Millen, Nikki Gowney, uh, Julian Richings, and Wayne Robson. So one thing about Nicole DeBoer, she went on to be on Deep Space Nine as Ezri Dax. She was the replacement for Jadzia. Or if you are me, you know her as the wife from the Dead Zone TV show. Yeah, there's that. With What's-His-Face from the, the Brat Pack oh, movies. Oh, um, him. Uh, Three blonde. names, but not Anthony Michael Hall. This room is green. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, he was. I thought it was Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, maybe it is, and I'm making him confused the with blonde Dexter. One. Yeah, you are. That's Michael C. C. Hall. Michael C. Hall. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, that they're is not related. The de- I know. I just their names are yes special. It ends in Hall. They must be the same person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then um, David Hewlett, who actually has a very who has a career. He's been in many he was things. in the Shape of Water. He was. He was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Nice. He was also the voice of Abe. In um, Oddworld, the PlayStation oh, video game. Okay. Those are cute. Yes, yeah. I was like, what? Meh. I love him Meh. so much. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much all Abe said. Meh. Yeah, I Meh. kind of was trying to look into all of their careers. <laughs> um, circle, circle, square. <laughs> Maurice actually is well known for his role in Hedvig and the Angry Inch. The movie. And yeah. I'm not sure. What, he was a colonel or something. Yeah, I think Sergeant he was the Luther one, Robbins. So he was the one that sent Hedwig to go get her botched surgery. Is that what he was? I, I don't believe so. I haven't seen that movie in a hot Somehow, minute. I've, no, I've not seen it in any minutes. Oh, and then what? I see it. I've been uh, wanting to. Holloway was in Crash. Not the Oscar winner, but the one about people who get into car accidents. And then oh, the Cronenberg one. Yes, the Cronenberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that gas looks like a vagina. Let me stick my dick in it. And then what's the face? <laughs> the That's Ren. pretty much what Crash was about. Well, that's also pretty much where Quentin goes in this movie. So, like, you're hired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Wren, the guy who played the Wren, is yeah. um, the old man in Wrong Turn. He's the really? head of the, the cannibal cult. Wow. Yeah. So this movie this movie has a pedigree of, like, it people does. doing other things. It does. Uh, what's, Holloway was also in Lars and the Real Girl. Nice. Okay, there you go. That is a movie that I have actually seen. Yeah. Well done. I do like Lars. You found one. Lars and the Real Girl one. was interesting. It was actually very good. It, it, it was. Um, it that was. was Ryan Gosling. Well, because that was um, that was Ryan Gosling as yeah the as the best not Ryan Gosling. Well, no, but that be. was that was actually Ryan Gosling um, having his essential Ryan Gosling ness. Yeah. Being almost weaponized by the director <laughs> and doing because I mean Ryan Gosling like he doesn't he doesn't talk necessarily all that well. Right. He just does really well when he kind of looks quizzically at the camera. And that movie yeah. is like full of that, but it's just slightly. I off. mean, he does play a man who literally falls in love with a sex doll. So, well, yeah, and, and the brand actually, name is Real Girl. That's not all that's going on in that movie, but yeah. Also, that's not that unusual. It's really not. No. Not in this world. No, I mean, I watched the real sex specials on. You HBO. also came from Japan. Yeah, you've been I to did. Japan recently. There is an entire subculture where that is the goal. Like yeah. I said, if you go to the Don Quixote uh, in Shinjuku. There's an entire on the first floor, like De La Mancha. Yeah, it, it's spelled with a J, but yes. Okay. Don Key J. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Don Key Jody. Don Key Jody. <laughs> but no, on the first I, I, floor. I didn't read that one. I read. I read a different one. On the first floor, where all like the the touristy shit is, you will find a wall 
of those Tengu eggs, which are masturbation sleeves. Yeah. And then you go to the third floor and like a third of that floor is sex toys. Yeah. It's super weird because like family shop there. And it's like, oh, you just put that on your dick, son. It's cool because you're like three. It's <laughs> fine. I'm, like, I'm just going to say like but, the, 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 Don, the Don Quixote like <laughs> um, would have made Man of La Mancha a very different musical. It would have. I'm yeah. pretty sure that the Don Quixote is... Um, what Julianne Moore is starring in in her next movie. Julianne Moore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she and Julia Stiles and Jodie Foster are all going to do like oh, a, God. A the all female going to Japan comedy <laughs> where they discover their womanhood right. at the Donkey Jody. Nice. It's gonna be called. But, it's gonna be called. But again, Don Quixote is like the cheap, like almost a Walmart in Japan. Yeah. It's like got all the cheap shit that tourists okay. need. So like the title of that has to be Eat, Pray, Schlick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I think that'd be really good. Jodie Foster will be pictured next to the Eat because you know what she likes to do. Yeah. Julianne Moore will be for Prey, and then Julia Styles will be the Schlick. Or, or she'll just be like holding up like uh, like panties. That I came feel out like Selma Blair like, should be in that movie. She could be the villain. There you go. Every movie needs Selma Blair as a villain. <laughs> Yeah. Selma Blair and um, oh, what's her name? Um, Hispanic actress. She was in Dogma. As the oh, so music. you're talking oh. about Selma Hayek? Yes. Selma Hayek. Yes. I want her to be the other villain. I just want Selma Hayek <laughs> to be in things, unironically, okay. just yes. being normal. I know her and Scorny Weaver should star in everything. Right. Yeah. And yeah, really. And um, damn it, name Isabella Rossellini. No, well, her Ooh. too. Uh, no, um. The one who should just win an Oscar for waking up every morning. Meryl Streep. Hair, yeah. No, no. <laughs> so actually, I feel like, you know, what you, so what we need to do is, um, actually, they, so I don't know if you know about this, but like Lionsgate is remaking Cube. And like, oh, good Lord. They really? Yeah. They, the word on the street is that they've actually, that they have hired all of these actresses and they're going to play the Cube. <laughs> like, cause like, no, cause like, um, cause like Meryl Streep is playing the Blue Room. So like they, they they Ground walk in. Breaking. And she's like, Hi everybody, I am the Blue Room. Here's an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I have. I only Oscar. have six. Academy Two. Award and uh, astronomical. <laughs> uh, this is so bad. We should not be making fun of him because first off, he he does play a handicap handy capable character. <laughs> Handy capable. But second, we should not be making fun of the handicapped. We should not. Okay, I submit we are not making fun of the handicapped. We are making, making fun, fun of a badly written character. We are making fun of the writing of a supposedly handicapped a, 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 The bad writing. Stop of trying it. to bite the plug in the socket. Yeah, she's horrible. So, she's that's a, how you end up being. So plot me. So now before we get to plot, this is my favorite piece of trivia. Everyone in this movie is named after a prison. Yeah, oh, nice. and they're named after a prison that represents their personality. Like, fun. Okay. So, like, Kazan is the um, they referred to in the trivia as the mentally challenged character. Yeah. Um, the obviously autistic character yeah. is what or, I will call him because Hollywood. Well, the, the, the Hollywood. The Hollywood. Autistic autistic yeah, character. yeah, yeah. So, oh, he, God, uh, damn, Kazan. <laughs> <laughs> Podcat is trying to eat cables. She's fucking electrocute herself. I know that'll definitely stop the recording. Yeah, yeah and Selma would. Blair is. Ah, my cat's like dead. Selma Blair is going to play the electrical charge. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, She'll have that little like that Andy. little line of spittle like dripping off her lip like in Blah. Cruel Intentions. Winona Ryder is going to play the electrical charge. <laughs> <laughs> I am not just an electrical charge. <laughs> I have my to find my son. My whole life is one dark room. So because, 
Kazan is the name of a Russian uh, prison that is known for being completely disorganized. Like it has Siberia. No structure. Yes. Um, what is it? Ren is named after the jail that pioneered modern prison technology. Okay. Uh, we have Quentin, who is San Quentin. Yeah, which is known for its brutality. Right. Holloway is a famous women's prison. Um, <laughs> Alderson is actually the name of the dude at the beginning, who's yeah. Julian, who right. was killed. So Alderson is a prison where isolation is the common punishment. Like it's known <laughs> right. for its isolation and okay. the, the being rendered in eight bit. Polypixels. <laughs> and then, of course, we um, is Leavenworth, which runs a very rigid set of rules based on mathematical principles. So it's funny that like Leaven, Leaven and Worth combine together to make that. I don't know. And the, yeah, and then the new prison is corporately owned and built. Worth was hired. To build right. It. So, the, yeah. so he's only kind of. Yeah. He's, he's tangentially. tangentially related. Well, yeah. I just say the writers gave up on this a lot later in, in the process than they did in our last movie. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So it's good. So I will go through the plot. The plot is mainly exposition. So there are several paragraphs, but it's not going to take that long. Right. Not really, no. No. Um, so we start with a man named Alderson awakening in a cube-shaped room with a hatch in each wall. He also is played by Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> Meryl Streep's clone from uh, Street, uh, Meryl Streep 2. There you go. Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, God. I yeah. just wanted to hear him wait, say, Wait, she wasn't in Elm Street 2. Wait. Yes, the clone was in Elm Street 2. She was the one that saved the gay guy with her love. Meryl Streep's daughter was in something recently. Meryl Streep like, could yeah. save, uh, Meryl Streep, I, actually I submit, has saved gay men with her love. Yeah, but not through um, melting Freddy out of them. Right. No. <laughs> that, so, not that we know of. Not yet. That movie is coming out later this year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alderson wakes up in a room... Every floor, every wall has a hatch on, including the floor and the ceiling, which lead to other cube-shaped rooms, which are identical except for their color. He enters an orange room and, without warning, is cut to pieces by a wire grid that is definitely not animated by free CGI provided to um, increase more movies being made in Canada. (laughs) Other facts about this movie. Core, the company that did all their CGI, offered it for free to encourage more filmmakers to make movies in Canada. And it just shows in every frame. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, actually no this one okay so this one was bad like the the cgi in this one was bad there's one later there's one set piece later in the movie that actually kind of looks okay most there's of the practicals of are really good the, i'm thinking of the one where like uh where like all of the needles like come out of the wall like in d snyder's yes. strange land only yeah only not lame uh. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah. yeah um and oh are- that's right it was grace and uh, grace jane gummer is Meryl Streep's daughter. She was the one who played the lizard girl in the freak show season of, of American Horror Story. That's Meryl Streep's daughter. Oh, well, she's really making a good career for herself, yeah, really. obviously. Seriously. It's actually just Meryl Streep incognito. <laughs> it is. You can she tell by the, the nose. Potion, so it's time for her to recycle back. I'm a girl. <laughs> <That's about it. laughs> yeah. Like, she she hitched up with, with uh, Roseanne Barr at the end of She-Devil. So in another such room, five people, Quentin Worth, Holloway, Wren, and Levin, meet. Yeah, never mind. None of them know where they are or how they got there, um, except for Worth, who knows where he is and kind of how he got there. Quentin informs the others that some rooms contain traps, which he learned by nearly being killed by one. Wren assumes each trap is triggered by a motion detector and tests each room by throwing one of his boots in. And by which, I mean... Throwing an actual boot, not just saying about with a Canadian accent. It's true. (laughs) 
Levin notices numbers inscribed in the passageways between rooms, and Quentin recognizes Ren as the Ren, a convict who has escaped from seven prisons. Six is actually all he recognized him from. That right. seventh hasn't made it to the news yet. <laughs> After declaring one room trap-free, Ren enters and is killed when he is sprayed with acid. The others realize that there are different kinds of detectors, and Quentin deduces that this trap was triggered by heat. Fun. That was the end of that paragraph, so we can discuss. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember what the end of it was. I was too busy. It was like what? acid face. Acid face deduced yeah. by heat. He turned into Harvey Dent. Only, no. only instead of like half his face, it was his whole face. He turned into a dent in yes. the front of his face. Exactly, Aww. kind of a crater, like the worst acne. So this is where we get to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, that's you... not acne. That's like act the whole fucking leg, right? <laughs> well, that's it was kind of like Edward James almost's face, you know, just pop oh, marked oh, oh, in. Oh damn! But we like Edward James almost. Yeah, I mean, especially after um, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, well, especially after that. after having like his daughter run away to that haunted Japanese house. Oh, it's true. Or was that somebody else? Was that actually, was that the joke from that episode? That was the joke from that episode. I made that joke. I'm yes. glad I remembered it then. <laughs> it's, it's, it didn't get anything like a laugh, and it's probably not going to stay in this episode, but whatever. <laughs> whatever, you know? Like, I, I feel like I... You failed us, Andy. I pulled something out. Failed. You did, you did. <laughs> so this is where we really get to see them all first interact, and we get to make our opinions about... Um, I do like right. that... They all end up discussing, and the writers apparently had a clear view on what their purpose was. Right. Yeah. Which um, Holloway's purpose, by the way, besides being a free doctor, uh-huh. yay Canada, yeah, yeah. Um, was a conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy yes. theorist and mother character. And and do you remember, like, how how nice it was that in the nineties somebody could just be a conspiracy theorist, and it's like, oh, that's just like a little character trait, right? As opposed to like. Your Uncle Frank, who, like, keeps sharing horrible shit on Facebook and voted to make America great again. I know. Yeah. If this was this movie was made today, she's going to talk about uh, how the landing never happened. Oh, God. Right. 9/11. Sandy Hook was a, it was a false flag. Cats. Holy cats. Look at Neil Armstrong's boots. They don't match what's on the moon. Oh, my God. Uh, um, <laughs> I just... So, uh, I feel really bad about Worth. Because right. he's already beat up, and he's going to just continue to be beat up on right. for this whole Literally. Thing. To be fair, he feels pretty bad about himself. He too. does. <laughs> no, he's just, I don't know why he's the one who just has a random head wound for no reason. Right. He. I think he, he said he hit his head. Uh, maybe he... I don't remember what the fuck He's happened. the one actually in the room. Everyone right. else comes into it. Right. That's right. We get uh, uh, Quentin, who is kind of our lead character. Yeah. Sort of. I think he thinks... He thinks he's the protagonist. Yeah, he thinks he, he's... Yeah. Uh, he thinks he's going to be the hero, but eventually... <laughs> he thinks yeah. he's Bruce Willis and he's really going to turn but he's out also, to be uh, uh, Mel, Mel, uh, Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's got a really like authoritarian streak a mile wide. He kind of doesn't... Uh, he just instantly like assumes that I'm the man, I have to be in control. Straight right. up from the beginning. And because he's a cop. Yeah. Yes. And in 1997, apparently you can trust cops in Canada. But right. only if they're black. Apparently. <laughs> Ethnic cops in Canada are always trustworthy. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, everyone is so polite. <laughs> yeah. They, it, it takes at least several more hours of them being in a completely enclosed hot space with food or water. For him to completely lose his shit. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. This, yeah. this movie is, is very funny to me because it is, it's definitely placed because there's only one room that they just kind of filter in and out of, in and out of. Right. Yeah. Filming must have just been horrific. 
Um, I'm so lot of, bored. A lot of wide angle lenses. Yeah, 28 yep. days. They only filmed this in 28 days. Of course yeah. they did. Um, tons of wide angle lenses. Um, yeah, it was everything was in one room. Let's just change the light bulbs. It'll be great. They're yes. gels. Yeah, gel yeah. panels. Giant gel panels. God yeah, damn it. For real. Which is why they, <laughs> they filmed everything in color sequence. Right. Yeah. Starting with the red, I think ending with the white because that was the cast's most favorite. Yeah. And the important thing about red was David Hewlett, who was the... The one who designed the outer cube. Oh, oh, worth, yeah. He'd, um, he actually realized when they told him the shooting order that all of his dialogue was in the red rooms. Nice. <laughs> so he was very upset about this shooting order and got real mad. And then literally the moment they finished all the red room scenes, he does nothing for the rest of the, the movie. Like he basically just sits in the background for the rest of oh the entire God. movie. Oh my God. So he was like, it was real rough at the Why beginning and then it was here? real easy. To be fair, they do seem to have having, they just from the most recent viewing, they spend a lot of time in red and white rooms. Yeah, uh, the, the only, cast loved the white rooms. They were the easiest to film in. Probably the easiest on their fucking eyes. And they yeah. hated the red rooms. It's like, the white is calming. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even met um, Kazan yet. He didn't yeah. like the red rooms. No, he didn't. Of course not. <laughs> well, it's, no, he did not. Uh, yeah. Poor Kazan. <laughs> nah. So, so put upon. anything more about this part, or if we just keep going? Keep going. I don't know. Any any jokes that I have are pretty much going to be like related to the whole movie as a whole. But yeah, carry on. You're fine. Um, Quentin believes. I know I'm fine. Oh my god. <laughs> Quentin believes each person has a reason for being there. He is a police officer, Levin a mathematics student, Holloway a physician and conspiracy theorist, and Surly Worth declines to talk about himself. Levin hypothesizes that any room marked with a prime number is a trap. I'm glad that she figured that out so quickly. Yes. Um, I may or may not have read an intensively long article about how the mathematician girl who didn't pass high school math, by the way, the actual actress, um, proved to the world that she was a terrible mathematician because she didn't know all of the rules of prime numbers. Right. Yeah, no shit. I can't factor. I can't factor. Well, actually, my favorite thing about that is though, cause, like, she's like, she's like reading off these numbers, like 145. And she has to think about it for a second. I'm like, bitch, it ends in five. It cannot be a prime number. Exactly. That right? was the very first part, like fives and twos. Fives and twos. Right. Can't Motherfucker. Be prime numbers. Yeah. Like, I am a barely, I barely, gra- like I graduated like 123rd in my class with a two, three. I know that rule of prime numbers. What is wrong I did with not her? Know. I, I did didn't know that until I read it. Prime yeah. But I did have to tell Paul what a prime number was. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry, that was an impolite snicker. That was funny. He was like, what is a prime number? And I kind of looked at him like, Ditch prime really? number is a number that only can be divided between one and itself. Really? You don't know what a prime number is, Paul? Like, yeah. I, I knew what a prime number was. I didn't know. I know no, nothing near the rules. It's like seven and nine. Most yeah. sevens and nines end up being prime numbers. Right. Except, no. Except for nine because it's divisible well, by it's three. But again, it, it's only, but it's something, oh, that, no. something that ends in nine is only divisible by three every so often. Yeah, because yeah, it's like 37, 49, 47. Right. Like, if you go through, then all Except the- 49 is divisible by seven. Yes, yes, I'm just naming random things, all right? I don't know crimes. <laughs> None of 19. Um, they then find a, um, a Hollywood autistic man named Kazan, whom Holloway insists they bring along. When Quentin injures his leg in a room deemed safe by Levin's calculations, tension rise due Twisty to pers- wires. personality conflicts and lack of faith in Levin's system. I'm hurt and hungry. Quentin provokes Worth into an argument about finding his, the exit, and Worth accidentally reveals that he has knowledge of the cube, Worth admits that he designed the cube's outer shell for a shadowy bureaucracy and guesses that its original purpose has been forgotten and they have been imprisoned then simply to put it to use. 
Delightful. Which is yeah. we just just random people off the street. Slap them in a cube. Scrape. Well, they put people in the cube who could try to get out. Right. That's um We need to test the cube. Yeah, and with that, random people. And that is I think that's the meat and potatoes of this movie is they never tell you, even in the two following sequels that I've both seen multiple times. Right. Um, that give you nothing more. All Cube 2 teaches you is that it's military. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cube 0 just teaches you that supposedly there is actually someone in a control room working all of the traps. Right. Doesn't he it's, end it's, up um, in the cube? So it, it, It's Bradley Cooper and Richard Jenkins. <laughs> of course. It really poorly retcons the fact that Kazan... They, they kind of forgot that the purpose Kazan plays in this movie is not that he is just... Um, handy capable, but it's because that he's autistic, and right. therefore he can. Because, like all Hollywood because autistic people, he can perform incredibly complex. He's a fucking savant. In his right. head. Yeah, exactly. So that's why he's in there here. Yes. But they pretend like employees who have failed to do what they're supposed to do get bashed in the head until they become handy capable and then get put into the cube. What Delightful. the fuck? That is the point of Cube Zero. You get to watch it from the perspective of the guy working. The controls on the cube, and then he actually starts helping them, and so they basically put him in the cube, get his head injured. He becomes obviously slower because autism is caused by head injury. And then they start um, a new cube with brand new people with him as basically Kazan. Yeah, I don't like what that. I like the concept behind Cube Zero, but the fact that they took that turn. I'm like, you forgot the entire reason Kazan was in there. Right. I've never actually... This is like the Belko experiment, only dumb. I think... Well, no, it's every bit... <laughs> here's, here's the thing. It is every bit as dumb as the Belko experiment. However, this movie has the good sense to keep all of that off screen. Yes, it does. So yes. that you never get to see how dumb it really is. Right. Um, yeah. That is a very, very smart move that they made to just, like, set it in the box. Yep. and. You never see oh, yeah. anything outside the box. And I, I actually think this movie is very well written for that. They don't, yeah. they, they throw out a lot of conspiracy, but they spend just as much time saying that conspiracies are bullshit. Right. And that more than anything, this is a factor of the 90s, which is just, you know, we just kept building and building until we made it so huge. We don't know what to do with it. So we yeah. just have to use it. And also, I think there was a sense of this, this movie is kind of a video game. Yeah, um, it is. Quentin is, he starts out feeling like a video game protagonist. And he ends up not being. No. Right. Um, but because it's it's almost procedural in that way that the the action in the movie is mostly driven by things that they're actually doing, solving the puzzles on screen in the movie, uh, dodging the traps on screen in the movie. So, the, you know, there's not a huge amount of character development other than they lose their minds and go crazy. And, right. you know, um, and there are revelations that are fed out. But I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, because this is pretty much the ultimate in an isolation horror film. Yeah, and I love it for that. I enjoy, I like the fact that they were just all smart enough to solve it, but not quite smart enough that if any of them had not been together, they would have made it. Right. And that's actually excellent planning, by the way, on the part of the people who put them in there, that they happen to die in just the right order. That characters start dying just when their when their use is yeah their usefulness is over except for Quentin who never had usefulness right well he actually was kind of the one who was driving people to keep going yeah. so in, in early in the film but he actually is he tries pretty. to be useful no he is he actually he's kind of the one who gets Levin who gets Levin on that good train of to 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 <coughs> kind of browbeat her into thinking about the number puzzle in the first place yeah right. and so it's it's his 
because he's got the kids. He's got to get out because, I mean, it's just really easy to write that. He has to manage people. But so he is the one who kind of (coughs) drives people to get up and move, which, uh, and and Ren (coughs) Ren does that some too. It's, yeah, when I, what's really funny when, um, I don't want to talk about him too much, but with Hypercube, the, the, the hyper part is time. Of course. And that movie is structured very differently. They have like someone who is obviously a shady militia person. Mm -hmm. And then they have several characters and it gets a lot more complicated. It's all about like computer hacking. And there's a blind Asian girl who ends up being like the best hacker who ever lived and hacked into the FBI database. And it just gets very convoluted. I have a hard time seeing that as anything other than missing the point of oh, what Cube actually was. What, what I think it is, though, is there's this, like, insane amount of math done off screen, Right. Mm-hmm. By uh, this math professor who you just find dead because they didn't want to have to talk about any of it. Right. <laughs> and then it turns out that he calculated the exact second that the Cube would would implode on itself, which was oh, 606 God. and 59 seconds. Oh, mm-hmm. God. And so a character realizes it right at the end, and she jumps through a hole, and she's the only survivor of the hypercube. Right. Like, it's a very... It kind of took everything good about this movie and then layered it with, like, 90s computer hacker techno babble. Oh, God. And, because, because Hackers was popular. It was. Hackers and, was never and popular. And, like, you know... It's, it's another cult film. Teleportation. Oh, no. I enjoy it for the horribleness that it is, but it was not a popular Hackers film. introduced the world to, uh, to the word pooper, and no. Sneakers huh? was a much better hacker film. Sneakers than is a much... Yeah, God, that movie's great. Po- yes. Matthew Lillard brought us pooper, and no. I don't... Even remember that? I'm Don't. Just, it's I'm okay. just going to pretend you're talking about sneakers because that has River Phoenix in it, and River Phoenix was really good in it. He does. I love River Phoenix. Actually, everybody was really good in that. Yeah. yeah. No, sneakers, sneakers was is wonderful. a Hackers much better good. version of Oh, Hackers. actually, that's not true. Ben Kingsley was not wonderful. Well, he His accent is. was... What the fuck was his accent? Mm. I mean, I'm happy that he has a job, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, so, continuing with the plot. Worth knowledge of the outer shell size allows Levin to determine that the cube is 17,576 rooms. Okay. Um, so many. She guesses that the numbers indicate the Cartesian coordinates of the rooms, which actually turns out to be wrong later. She gets that wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's like... This synopsis doesn't discuss that. Yeah, and the movie, the movie actually tries to make a really, really big, impactful moment out of that reveal... And I still, to this day, don't actually understand what it was supposed to be. But basically, it's like, blah, 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 the numbers mean that we need to go here. And I'm like, oh, okay, there we go. Well, in a perfect yeah. in a perfect world, the numbers, the Cartesian coordinates just meant that you could track all 17,000 rooms and that you could go from one side to the other if you went straight. Right. right. But once she realizes that really the rooms are all shifting. Yeah. They talk about it for two seconds, but the Cartesian part is kind of useless. Yes. Yeah. Because there's no reason to track the rooms if they move. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, somebody knows the order in which they move and where they move to, but it doesn't really matter well, because they don't. Well, she does. She talks about it. The three numbers represent three different points of where right. they are. She actually does figure it out. She, she Yeah, does. they just, they don't make it a, humac- a dramatic reveal the second time. Right. They let it go. They're That's just like, haha, of, we know how to well, get away I mean, now. <laughs> yeah, that actually, no, they do, they, they try to make a dramatic reveal out of it, but it's really not clear. It's no, not. at that point, we're done with the math talk. We've, we've, yeah. we've reached our math maximum. As much as I hate Quentin right. for, for doing that, that line that, where she says like something, she like says something that's vaguely like middle school math, and Quentin's like English, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, really, dude. 
Like, he oh didn't pass math. No, he didn't. Apparently not. That's why he's a cop. All Ooh. cops can have education. They too. can. Yeah. Especially Canadian cops. I assume they're much more well-educated. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I like you boom, boom, down. Exactly. Oh, Canadian hip-hop. You touched it. Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the group moves toward the nearest edge as determined by this theory. And they enter, finally reach a point when every room that would be the edge is a trap. Rather than backtracking, they travel silently through a room with a sound-activated puzzle, mm. which is a hot mess of <laughs> right. everything. Five right. minutes of nothing going on. Yeah, right. it's a lot of craziness on that, yeah. which leads to Kazan almost killing Quentin by not being able to keep quiet. And I they mean, Quentin tries to beat him. Holloway stops him. Holloway ends up calling Quentin a Nazi. It's kind of... This is about the point when um, they kind of reach... Quentin is no longer the good guy cop anymore. We've yeah. kind of now seen he's yeah. been a little too friendly with Levin. Mm. He's been a little too mean to everyone else. Yeah. She actually calls him out right on, too. He does, yeah. Because when, he, when yeah. he hits her, she's like, did you hit your wife like that? And he's like, oh! I was like, oh, shit, truth bomb. And then oh, she's like, did you hit your kids like that? Oh, yeah, hit your kids like that. You know, is that why your life left you? And that <gasps> and your, your taste for two young girls. And he's just like, oh! And like, and so it's like, yeah. oh shit! Like she got it. Yeah, him. that was the bet worst burn since Ren's face with the acid. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, burn. Or, it. or actually, his his uh, his about when he threw it into the end of the room earlier. His boot. His um, so then, this is when we get to the point where they kind of look out the edge. They do the really stupid thing where they all get naked and they hang <laughs> yeah. her off the edge so that she could what touch the wall because yeah. that makes any sense. Right. It was, right. I think the, the idea is they were trying to swing her over so they could see the opposite wall and see if that was see if there was the a door. door. Yeah. yeah. The one door. Yeah. But here's the thing that's weird about Worth that. Worth says that though. There was one door. Yeah. But he didn't design it. The door What's guy What's strange did. about yeah. that is <laughs> there is a room above them. So there's, there's a, there is an, a port, like a, a door yeah. above them to the, to the left, to the right and below them. Yeah. So right. like when things go wrong as they obviously will, like, why the fuck is are they trying to pull her back up? Why didn't she just like, okay, I'm just gonna like hang out in this little cubbyhole by this door. You guys come down and open this door and get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, well, because probably the room had a trap. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, well, that's Quentin's next thing he says right after that. I mean, that's so that's what ends up happening. Yeah. She almost falls. He ends up grabbing her and then letting her go because he is evil. Because he's a Douche. And because we really didn't need her any longer. She just felt right. purpose. He's finally realized that it's okay to use well, his Well, except for the powers. fact that she was the one that was yeah. keeping Kazan calm. But they keep Kazan calm by giving him math. Right. Yeah, true. Yeah. They found they found Which they're, they're eventually going to find. Well, and the truth is her only purpose was to keep Kazan. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, they would have left him. And without him, they never would have right. figured it out. Right. So her only purpose was to keep Kazan with them, and they're about to find Kazan's purpose. And so, so they don't really need her anymore. So I guess right. the question, yeah. like, there's a really good question. Well, maybe it's a really good question. You know, let me know. There's a question about the difference between everybody's purpose as far as the people who put them there in the story. And their plot purpose. Versus their purpose to the plot. Yeah. Right. Because this is a signs movie, right? This is yeah. like a, this is very, like they wrote it kind of backward. God had to be involved in every little thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's way, way, way. Dirty. Way better than signs. <laughs> but like, um, it's it's got that same kind of thing where things, you know, everything happens for a reason. And the reason that everything happens is we really need these working parts later in the movie. We do. Yeah. 
Um, we do. Because, uh, yeah, Quentin and Holloway both play almost more of a plot purpose than they do a <laughs> character-driven purpose. Which is interesting because they actually have, both of them, cleaned out the backstory emporium. Yeah. And then, like, Kazan gets in there and is like, okay, what you got for me? Um, you're autistic and you talk funny. Okay. And yeah. And he's out. With it, with his stimming and the whole bit. Yeah. yeah. He, he actually did, I mean, he did that fairly convincingly, I guess. The stimming is always, you know, that's also, that's kind of easy. It is. It, it's. And actually non-autistic people stim too, so. I, well, I mean, even on like the Asperger's level of, of yeah. autism, there is some stimming, but it's not the way he stimmed. You right. know, he stimmed with the finger yeah, waving the, by the his hand his and the tapping his head. But like the rocking and stuff like that, like shit, even, I do that. Even my Jimmy leg is like stimming. It's yeah. you know because I do it before I go to bed. I do it all the time. But there's also, <laughs> I mean. Because and, and it drives people Every nuts because I shake. Well, no, I. Well, there's also the the um, uh, restless leg, which is something totally different. Yeah. But I will constantly shake my leg and shake the entire room, and people will get really annoyed with it. Especially in this house, which yeah, we've already uh, it's all hardwood floors. And um, it's like, oh, we're <laughs> shaking the entire house. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like. I am a large person. <laughs> I just sort of, no, I actually just like I just sort of like looked and looked straight yeah. into the microphone and just like like fucking like burped like hardcore for no reason. Delightful. Oh, and I'm like, why did I do? This is gonna be one of our better episodes. Obviously. Yes, of course. Why did I do that? I, so much like, better. Oh, I'm so. Much so I am so like wrung out this week. I'm so overworked it's okay. this week. It's, it's hey, that's why we're doing Cube. Right. So <laughs> after after cold bloodedly yeah. killing Holloway, yeah. Quentin immediately comes back in and tries to persuade Levin that they should abandon everyone and go fuck somewhere by being like super creepy and touching her neck. No, 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 no. He's just, like straight up gonna. He's straight straight up taking her to rapey town. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, yeah, she rejects him, and then Quentin becomes aggressive. Worth intervenes and begins to be beaten. Again yes. and again and again. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! My favorite. This is my favorite moment watching with Paul. There's a point when he starts bleeding out of his ear, and Paul mm-hmm. goes, "Oh, it's over for him now. He's bleeding out of his ears." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all over. I mean, that usually indicates a severe head wound. Yeah, everything is bad at that point. Yeah, concussion. Time. Well, it's a good thing he was in this movie and not like the third one, because then he would have just been wandering around. <laughs> oh god! Right. Um. So at this point, this is when they start trying to go down. Yeah. yeah, because that's how. I mean, I don't think that's a bad. We do discover that the door is actually at the top later. Yeah, but that's not a bad thought to go down. Yeah. You know, yeah, no. And actually, just what like the in that scene with it's Quentin, Quentin and Levin in the green room, and he's like, "It's time to go down." And I'm like, Whoa. "Yes, yes." Oh, you meant the bottom of the queue. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought you I mean, meant something I, else. Sir. I get, you know, you know, danger sex. I get that. But, yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, really? That was yeah. This is a weird moment. That was definitely. <laughs> So this is what we try to go down and they end up back in the room with Ren's corpse. What's when they realize that they've actually been going in circles because the cube's been moving because no one else noticed the every two minutes mechanical movement all around them. Yeah, they 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 thought it was thunder. Very poorly. Yeah, Ren is the one who talks about it more than anything. And then once he dies, they kind of let it go. Um, Yeah. You're right. It is Ren. Yeah. So this is also when Levin deduces that the traps are not targeted tagged by prime numbers, by powers of prime numbers. Much to Quentin's surprise, Kazan reveals himself to be an autistic savant who can quickly do prime factorizations. Is that a word? 
no. factorizations. That's what uh, I guess that's what's here. Uh, yeah. Mentally, he can do what the math they need quickly. Basically, yeah. that's it. <laughs> um, with Kazan's help, Levin guides them to a bridge room, which will lead them out of the maze in two movements. Worth preemptively ambushes Quentin and leaves him behind. That actually happens before they get to the bridge room. Yes. Sorry, mm-hmm. synopsis. I guess I didn't read that sentence correctly. So basically what happens is they they ambush Quentin, throw him into a room, run through two rooms real fast without him noticing. Right. And then they finally end up in the bridge room, which is revealed to be the, the room, room they, they started, started in. To which, of course, uh, Levin's character has to say, I was right the whole time. Bitch, no, you were not. Yeah, I was like, you would which, never which have known. Which meant you probably should have stayed there. Well, the truth is, they never would have known which door to open, when to open it. Right. They, yeah. it it's not like if they just sat in that room, the door would have magically opened. I mean, opened. they could have just like right. sat in that room with all the doors open. Yeah. I guess they could have tried. They just wouldn't have known what was going to happen. I mean, they yeah. would have noticed that it was on the side if they opened it, opened that one door. Yeah. At, the, at that one time. Yeah. There's no reason to think that the cubes wouldn't have moved around, too. Right. But, eh. Yeah, it's a thing. Like, moving inside. So this is when we finally get to see the final bright white door, to which oh. Worth decides that he has no purpose and he shouldn't leave. I fucking hate that guy. Because he read the script. Yeah, and then... He's like, no, man, I'm, I'm going to stay here and wait Levin, for a red room so I can I'm just going to bleed out through my ear. Yeah, and then Levin tries <sighs> to stop him. And that's when Quentin shows back up because apparently he's amazing. Right. And he found out where they were in despite, the bridge room. Despite the rooms having moved twice since then. Yeah. And the bridge yeah. room not being connected to the rest of the cube currently. Right. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, and then eventually Quentin dies and Levin gets killed and yeah, Worth gets killed yeah. and well, Kazan is left alone. Levin is killed by Quentin. They, you know, they all. As is Worth. I know. Everybody and is they, killed by Worth Quentin. kills Quentin. Yes. Yeah. And then Kazan escapes into we don't know. We don't know either. And this means something. It does. Because it was <laughs> the bright white light. Because that always means something. Maybe maybe the cube is purgatory and they were all dead all along. I want to slap you so hard just for that. Tease. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound of the cubes moving. <laughs> Right. Do we gonna, have a haiku this week? We don't. This is going to happen again. Damn it. Why did you just turn down you the media volume on your phone? Your phone. It was actually would have taken just as long for it to play out, sadly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, no, I don't have a haiku. I tried to start one, and then I instead um, watched Hypercube. Why? <laughs> I, I, I think because I, you're a glutton for punishment. I actually like Hypercube. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's I mean, weird. They are weird movies, and I kind of enjoy them. It also has two actors that are much cuter than anyone in this movie. Yeah, they say. But I don't know. I, I also. But I do know. they get naked? Uh, they actually kind of do, but we don't see all of it. There's Damn two. It. I know there's two characters in Hypercube who actually do have who do have dangerous sex. Um, no, they have eternal sex. And yeah, they I end know. up freezing in time. As you Just do. having sex forever. Yeah. Pooping. Although, talk about pooping back, back and, and forth. forth. <laughs> vagina entrapment. Is that like vagina dentata, but the hypercube version? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, honestly, I do really like this movie. I do too. It, it's just got, it, it's one of those things you have to be in the mood to watch. It is somewhat of a slow burn. Say, most, and you have to be in the movies, mood for math. Most movies, you have to be in the mood to watch that movie. Well, I, if you're yeah. like, hmm, I think I'm in the mood to, I'm in the mood for something I'm really the, violent and gory. Come on, let's watch with My Fair math. Lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. 
violent and gory with lots of math. Mm. That's how it happens. So, I mean, it is a good movie. It is something that deserves its cult status. It is this not is something I want to watch all the time. It will be. It's probably going to be around the same. That's actually, where, that's actually that, was, that was exactly what I was afraid of. I was like, oh, yeah, there ain't a whole lot to talk about with this movie. There isn't. I mean, I, it's, I it's there a straightforward might be. I tried thing. To make some, I tried to make some jokes and like, man, yeah, I don't got nothing. It's a straightforward thing and you can't really make fun of it. It is what it is and it, there's not really a whole lot to talk about. I mean, they, they avoid the traps for the most part. They know where they're going. They figure out what they're doing. They know the math. They do everything they're supposed to do. It's not like a slasher where they're going out, like having sex, doing drugs. And, you know, it's, it's a straightforward film and there's not a lot to really make fun of, which is what we do here. And that's okay. Um, But it's, you know, it doesn't give us a lot of material, unfortunately. So it is what it is. And, and this will be a short episode. I apologize. Maybe next time we'll do a twofer. We'll figure it out. No, we um, we'll no, plan we in advance. We will. Yeah. yeah we're st- we're yeah. still working on that dramatic reading of the craft. It'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Alex is definitely Alex working is. on it. <laughs> Actually, I'm like, well, yeah, anything else I was thinking of? It's like, well, you could make a hell of a musical out of cute. Yeah, but we've done that joke. <laughs> I mean, I feel like <laughs> we have, we can make a musical. I feel out like of the anyway. jokes are going in circles in this podcast too. It's they just are. like, so, so like maybe so maybe there's like a bridge to a really great joke and it's two two moves from now. It's a bridge, <laughs> it's a bridge to Terabithia, obviously. Oh, good luck. No, no, no. Every, <laughs> no, no. Everybody dies no. who goes there. Um, <laughs> I never watched that or read that or it's a bridge to bridge to Tetrahedon. Wait, that's not it. That's are not these it. the bridges of Madison County? What's this, what's a Tetrahedon? Meryl Streep. That's not, Streep. A, that's not <laughs> very good Meryl Streep. A good musical was, too. Yeah. She's not in. The She's not in the musical. She, she shouldn't that well. be in the musical. No, Kelly O'Hare is much more um, talented than Meryl Streep. Yes, is in that I mean Meryl Streep's not bad. I saw Mamma Mia. No, she is. She bad. was. Are you kidding? She She's was not, not as bad as say Colin Firth or Pierce Brosnan. She was okay. That doesn't help. Doesn't. That's like saying that you know, well, what's his name fighting the tugboat man? I can't think of anyone's name. I'm so stupid. That's okay. We all what's, are. What's his name? I don't know. He was in a Beautiful Mind. Russell Crowe. Yes. Oh, okay. He was in the South Park joke where he traveled around Australia with a tugboat and they got into fights. Oh, right. Yeah. That oh, was the yeah. reference that no one was picking up on. But I think was, the only, yeah. um, there is actually the only believable singing performance I've ever seen Meryl Streep give was in Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, actually, I didn't mind her in Into the Woods. <laughs> she did rapped. She didn't she, sing very much. She yeah. didn't rap. Uh, at least Alex <laughs> kind of got that joke. Why, why, that, was, why that might possibly I really wanted to see that Because she's horrible. Movie. I yeah. get it. It's Florence okay. Jenkins was awful. Oh, it's okay. But she, was, she had an indomitable spirit. She did. The British people liked that. She made a career out like of that. Like that one woman who sang I Dreamed a Dream and Simon Cow cried or some shit and she's terrible. Oh, mm. is that Susan Boyle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I've heard it. It's terrible. No, she's awful. I never thought it was. I'm sure she's nice, but my God, she is just terrible. So, Bob, rate this movie. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it is perfectly serviceable. It is a good movie. It's something that, I I mean, you know me. I like to turn my brain off. And there's entirely too much math in this film. So, I mean, but it is a good movie. I enjoyed it when it came out. I enjoyed it when I watched it today for the podcast. I, I enjoy it. It's a good movie. I'll give it a solid 3.5 out of 5 string traps. I <laughs> know <laughs> it's... That's not like a euphemism for like feminine hygiene. Products, no, is it? no, no, it is not. It is the strings of wire that come oh. up and twist and, you know, cue okay. people. That was the, we did turn that one Quentin. dude into, into literally a like eight bit character. It was amazing. 
So yeah, but three point five out of five. So I do love this movie. I I really did feel like there would be more to talk about it, and I feel like if all of us weren't um, having just done another podcast yesterday and not feeling it, this would have been a a longer episode. But I, I think this movie is worth seeing. It is. If you haven't seen it and you've listened this far. It's not like we ruined the plot for you. It wasn't that heavy. Yeah. Um, it's a good, solid movie. It is It is very depressing. It is. I often won't rewatch Cube because it is depressing and I don't feel happy afterward like I do with most depressing movies. Huh. Yeah. Like, I kind of, to the end, I'm like, I enjoyed that, but I feel bad for their lives. I, they, I really thought that Worth and, uh, what's her name, Levin. should have gotten out. Yeah, at least Levin should have gotten out. They, she really did died. the lion's yeah. share of work. She really did. Yeah, like. They just did, they just died very stupid death. I, I almost I almost feel oh. like the, if the ending would have been, it's not worth it, I'm not going to go on, and Levin was like, okay, bye, you just saw the door close, Bye. I would have been totally happy. With yeah, I would have. Been, I also would have been happy if, say, um, Kazan got out, but the other two just missed the door. Yeah, like yeah. it started moving. I mean, it was just kind at, of what it did with Quentin. Yeah, but at the time, no, Quentin got. No, Quentin got. No, Quentin got yeah, half. Quentin got held what, back. He was by, held uh, back while the room was moving. Yeah, yeah he. There's, there's my favorite moment of the blood splatter on the wall before oh, yeah. the cube goes down. Right. Um, <laughs> I do like that moment. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. It's a good moment. It's a good moment. <laughs> yeah, it's. It is a strange movie. It's a movie that had a lot of promise and had very bad sequels. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really wish Hypercube and Cube Zero, or they missed the boat on Cube Cubed. Yeah. Seriously. Um, could have been, I don't think they could have ever done more than this movie. This isn't a premise that has a lot to I think they could have elevated it, But I though. think, I, I really at least would have, I wish What's instead this? of going into 90s hackerdom, we would have continued and maybe like built up the people, the shady bureaucratic agency that created right. this. But I think we also run into a problem. In the late 90s, who made this? The military that was doing nothing, yeah. the government right. that had a lot of extra money, like yeah. Yeah. corporations for no reason. The military industrial complex. Yeah. Like, which is funny because like I actually do find myself occasionally, like, I've been watching a lot of like World War II era documentaries and stuff, like stuff on the Roosevelt's. Right. And I actually found myself uttering the phrase military industrial complex unironically. Yeah. And I kind of want to punch myself every time I do. Huh. Uh, but uh, like, is that your daily hipster point? I don't know. But like, I think <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> the story of what's behind this is really not interesting to me at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would have liked to have known more about the characters. Mm. I mean, give me just a, a hint more backstory as to why they were there. I don't, I think the whole point of it is that there's not really a reason why they were there other than they other were than, there to serve the purposes right. of the plot. They which, were there which, to and maybe solve the cube, which yeah. are the which are the same. I mean, the purposes of the people who put them there are the purposes of the plot. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you know that funny games meta thing where it's just it just exists, it just is. That's all it is. Yeah, like there's not. I don't think there's anything behind it. Or if there is, it's when they've tried to add things behind it is when it just got really dumb. Yeah. Now I know what you mean with that exactly, and I. My personal rating on this movie, because of its nostalgia, I actually am going to mimic Bob. I'm going to definitely do a 3.5. I'll probably do a 3.5 unnecessary um, women doctors who don't seem to be able to keep themselves under control. Um, <laughs> by the way, in Cube 2, the female is a psychiatrist. Of course. And she's actually a military psychiatrist. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, oh, and in the first draft of Cubed, 
of the of Cubed, my version of first chapter of Cube, they were all accountants. <laughs> yes, I think wow. they were all a yeah. team of accountants, which I'm like, nothing could have made this movie more boring I, I'm like, than no, if they were honestly, all accountants. It would be like a, right. a weird team building exercise. <laughs> like, hey, what, what are we doing this week? Would Jerry? you like a mayonnaise sandwich on white bread? I is it going to be like, is it going to be paintball? Are we going to go play laser tag? No, we need to solve a deadly cube. Something, something like that. Yeah. Actually, this is this is a horrible like in um in joke that Andy's going to cut, right. but Christy would have been one of them of course if they were all accountants yeah and that would have been just the weirdest like he would have been like ready for the porn version and they're all of, like of um we're just gonna do the numbers right yeah <laughs> nobody's getting laid in this film it's okay <laughs> it's okay, it's oh, okay. Sure. the doctor's response to worth like revealing that he has a whole lot of pornography was yeah. so hilariously comically overblown like like Oh, she's horrible. Like, <laughs> I'm uh, happy that the woman was a doctor and the cop was black, but yeah. still. Right. right. But, like, I mean, at least she knew a lot a about woman. penises. Yeah. Like a lot the, they did a lot of good like gender equality. And the, they did. the whole the whole thing is a is a sort of a brains over brawn kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Where, where that sort of desire to get physical and that always be Leaping into action so, is a hindrance to them. And right. you want them to get physical? Yeah, I yeah. want them to, to, I don't, I, I want them to let me hear their body talk. <laughs> their body talk? Their body yeah. talk. By the way, <laughs> if you read the lyrics to that song, not like the part that anybody remembers, but the actual words oh, and oh, the verses. Olivia Newton-John was kinky. No, 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 no. That's a fucking, that's a rape song, dude. It is. No, it's, it's like, really? it's super fucking rapey. It's date oh, yeah. rapey to hell. Oh, oh I just love that the video was all like chunky bear men. For yeah. Yeah. And chunky bear men who then turned into pretty gay No, men. the lyrics, and I actually know most of the words because I, I used to, my band used to cover it. We like made it ultra creepy because of how creepy oh, it really is. Nice. Like, it's just like, literally the line is like, I took you to an intimate restaurant, then to a suggestive movie. The only thing that I'm going to talk about is if it's horizontally. Like, it's just like, oh my God. it's totally like, it's, yeah. it's total date. Rate she just really wanted to get laid. It's no, no. She just she wasn't getting any action from John Travolta from the two movies she started. Oh my God. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Olivia well, well, doesn't write her own music. Well, just like been... Mickey was written about women. Well, it started out as Nikki. Because, uh, yeah, Mickey was a cover. Well, yeah. That... Mick, well, the song was never produced before Tony Basil did. That's not true. Uh, because it was actually originally called Kitty. Oh, I thought it was because the, the chorus was "Oh, kitty, what a pity you don't understand." Uh, ah, yeah. okay. And the so, but the only part—that's right. But she kept in the "Take It Like a Man" thing. Yeah, but the yeah. Uh, literally the only part of the song that anybody cares about is the cheer at the beginning, and that was Tony Basil. Yeah, she yeah, there you go. Which is fine because I love Tony Basil. I, Mickey and the ABCs of shopping. I, it's actually called shopping from A to Z. That's the one. And I hate myself for knowing that. And I kind of hate know the and random music trivia. And I kind of hate you for liking it because it's awful. I actually love it. It's awful. It's wonderful. It is. It's awful. badly wonderful. Speaking of possible awfulness, what's your rating? Oh, I forgot. There was a rating, <laughs> there was a rating there. Well, yeah. I was. I had to wait for like two more moves for like the bridge. <laughs> my rating here. The Terabithia is here. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, cool. Actually, no, that's there's a lot. Um, 
There's a lot that's really cool about it because it was like a total micro budget. They didn't have shit for money to make it. Oh, no. right. They shot it in one room, basically like a big ass elevator. That's yeah. not exactly what it was. In February, was... basically 28 days. So yeah. <laughs> And just so it was like mad wide angle lenses everywhere. A lot of very deliberate shot comp. And like, that's cool. I like the design of it. Yeah. The cube looks really cool. Yeah, though you want those all those weird um, mechanical designs it's all around it like, to mean something. Yeah. You don't you don't really know like they could be mechanical stuff or it could be alien tech or it could be just like weird glyphs off of like my like Marilyn Manson Kama Sutra tarot deck. You, yeah. you don't know. It's Actually, the lament configuration. That's what I was gonna say. If, <laughs> if this movie hadn't been made in '97, they kept it on the shelf for a couple of years. Yeah. Hellraiser just would have appeared through the, the door at the end, and it would have yeah. been like the eighth Hellraiser movie. Oh, right. Yeah. And then it would have been like, how oh, you've been in the cube the whole time. I have such sights to show you. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I feel like that's where this movie could have gone. Like, yeah. If we had saw Toot it and just put it into a different script, they'd be like, yeah, it's a Hellraiser movie. <laughs> I really think also, since you, since you, since you invoked the three-letter word, um, <laughs> well, I think because I think the guys from Saw, like they watched this one night and they watched Seven the next night. They and really like, did. I have an idea. It, it, that, and then they that watched That does House. feel like something Leigh went out with us. Yeah, Strangely, the noodle guy didn't show up in this movie. I wish he would have. <laughs> There's still time. It would have been. Like, we can edit him back in. Yeah. Yeah. There could be more sequels. It's Holloway okay. would have been like, holy cats. Yeah. And the guy yeah. would have been like, good noodles. Yeah. Good noodles. <laughs> you know? Cube to the fourth power. Two. The fourth power of the noodles. Two. Noodles. Two. Noodles. Two noodles. Noodles. Oh, my God. Anyway. Sight gag. Don't care. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> we're doing it the whole time. <laughs> so they did, they did a lot with a little. And uh, the acting is really not good. Um, <laughs> you know, I think the acting is surprisingly it's better right. than it yeah. than you would imagine the the writing was. Yeah, yeah, that is, I think the they did the best they could with this. Is, I think I don't think the script was very good. No. I think they just took what was a mediocre, you know, amethyst and turned it into a diamond. Well, I think they had because right. this is like the definition of a high concept movie. Like yeah. this movie lives and dies on the concept, and the whole walking through of the movie is just showing off. The kind Showing of, off the right. puzzle box. And as much exposition as we want to give away. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you think it's kind of grim and depressing. I do not find it grim and depressing. That's so surprising. It is total camp for me. Like, oh start God. to finish now, it is. I mean, when I watched it in, 90, in 97 on video, like, I was really, like, taken with it. Yeah. Because uh, I watched that and then very sh- around the same time that I saw, like, Pi and was really, really concerned, convinced that I could, like, derive meaning from all of this stuff. I was really pretentious in the 90s. Uh, really? Yeah, only no in the nineties. Yeah, you've never, you've not brought that into the current era at no, all. <laughs> not at all. With your coffee, that's not con- pretension. That's hipster. It's still pretension. Andy is a coffee hipster. It's okay. <laughs> he did it before it was popular. Actually, did it many years after it was popular. Yeah, that's the been... joke. Oh. <laughs> okay, look, I've worked about three times as many hours as I've slept, so this is not going to make sense. Uh, What's your rating? So yeah, for for, for I had been an insomnia. <laughs> I was in, I was an insomniac before it was cool. I'm too cool for insomnia. I like to sleep. <laughs> I like to nap, even oh. extra sleep. I don't so, even use a machine to sleep. Yeah, I have to use the CPAP. <laughs> Now because I, I joined the bear cult of the CPAP. Go, go with your rating. I like how you're like behaving sort of impatiently as if you guys haven't been talking <laughs> for the last 90 I'm seconds. I'm not impatient. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's not you. It's Bob. It's, it's the Bob thing. Um, so with all of that in mind, uh, it gets a solid three out of five um, corners full of pee. 
Aww. I love that because I just whipped it out and Levin was like, ew. It's like, Levin, where else is he going to go? And Levin was a real bitch about that, too. Because when she's walking across the room to get the length and the length and width of the room, I know. she Move. chooses the exact line in, in three-dimensional space through which she has to move through. Yeah. I know. She was right. kind of... Fucking bitch. I, I'm pretty sure she's like an angry lesbian outside of this. Yeah. yeah. She, man-hating lesbian. That's my only thought yeah. for her is like, yeah. she just really had as a well, man I mean, after thing. dealing with Quentin for several hours, I would be too. Yeah. yeah. We've all caught <laughs> that, that whole cube must have smelled like mandom. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> Not quite as much mandem as he wanted on her. All the world loves a lever. <laughs> also, you you too can buy those levers at any drugs any hardware store. They're oh, like yeah. the least expensive thing they could find. Right? Oh yeah. Like, like Lowe's has them in the cube section. Pipes and they actually yeah. have they actually have a cube section. You like yeah. <laughs> they can build a cube. Like, hi, my name's Danny. Can I show you around? Let me show you. Oh, look, over here we have our little sushi wire trap. Yeah. <laughs> this is our cube movie now, tie-in section. Now this is on sale for $49.99. Installation is included. <laughs> now if you want to DIY that, we've actually got a little booklet that you can take home with you. <laughs> Andy, you've actually just been hired by Lowe's and Home Depot. I know. Right. Just because. They're calling right now. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> and yet my phone is on silent. <laughs> How will you answer? He won't. Oh my God. He likes was... working at home. Hey, Bob, that's called an obvious joke, I motherfucker. Know. And I state the obvious. See, the thing about it is they're actually not calling me because my phone number is composed entirely of prime factorials. <laughs> Two, five. God two, damn it. On that joke. note, if Nomical. you need to contact us, uh, lay eggs in our brain, trap us in a cube, email us at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. Uh, visit the site at candycoatedrazor.com. Find us on Facebook by searching for Candy Coated Razor Blades uh, or hook, uh, hit me up on uh, Twitter at, at candyrazorbob. And you, you can find me on Twitter at SandmanHorrorFan, at XANMANHorrorFan, or email me at podcasthorror at gmail.com. I would like to point out that the blind Asian girl who was a crazy <laughs> hacker named Alex chose to go into the hypercube. Oh my God. She's horrible. Yeah. Go. And if you want to <laughs> if you want to message me on Facebook, uh, hit me up at OhShutUpAndy, at OhShutUpAndy. Um, while you're at it, please, um, if you can give us uh, a like, subscribe, rate, or review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us, um, that would be super awesome. I'm actually seeing some reviews popping up on Podient of all places. Sweet. Thank you, those who did that. I'll actually even try to remember your names and maybe like shout out and like you can pretend that's exciting. Nice. Um, but no, I'm actually seeing like some of that happen and like thank you, thank you. Uh, please, by all means, keep that up. Tell your friends. Um, it's kind of cool, I guess. Like, I want more people to listen. You are our listeners, and we love you unconditionally. We do. And I want there to be more of you, because honestly, I'm kind of full up on love right now, and if I don't find a handy corner of the cube to vent my love into, <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get real gross. Oh, you can't every be room, bitch. Every room will be a white room. <laughs> you can go into the room with the flamethrower. It only was in one spot. Right. It just oh, cleans God. everything up for you. Have you ever smelled that stuff when it burns? No, Ooh, we don't no. have to I've go into the room. I've never smelled burn come. No, you don't ever want no. to. That just sounds really random. I mean, it, it when just candle kind of play goes horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> damn. Damn. Oh, yeah. God yeah. Damn it. And now that we've said that, bye! Bye! <laughs> 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 Clean it up.
Clean it up when you're done. Clean it up when you're done, kids. Bye. <laughs>